In Your Dreams is brought to you by Casper. The Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price, Gary. Yeah, it's giving you some sink. A little bit of bounce. Award-winning sleep surface. Time Magazine, one of the best inventions of 2015. Free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada. You try it 100 nights at your own home. Risk-free. If you don't love it, they can pick it up. That's so tight. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com dreams and using the offer code dreams. Terms and conditions, of course, apply. But check it out. Casper.com dreams. Alright, I had a dream. I had a yeah, dream. I was like 14 years old. Reoccurring so. dream. Like years afterwards. I woke up in a cold sweat after that. What does that mean? Welcome back to In Your Dreams, episode 5, coming at you. My name is Chris Gethard. This is, of course, a podcast where you, the actual listener, submitted accounts of your real-life dreams, and we're here analyzing them myself, a special guest, and, of course, my co-host, a man who has uh, claimed to me that he is a, a trained dream analyst, Gary Richardson. How are you? Claim to you. I mean, this is the fifth one we've been recording for a yeah. while, and, and and there's been we can be honest, and the listener can sense that there's been some tension. There's been a little back and forth between us. You haven't sensed that? No. Oh, I've sensed that. I'm sorry if I put that out there. No, it's okay. It's just you know, as we all know, you uh, you went to Naropa Institute. Yeah. Which I I went to their website. They refer to themselves as Naropa University. That's a recent change. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I also went to their list of majors and uh, dream analysis. Didn't see it there. That's wild that they would just get rid of the whole program. So you're saying they bailed. You're saying that since you graduated, they both changed the name of the institution and, and completely erased your major in the past four years. Seeing as how I went to Naropa and majored in dream analysis, I cannot think of a different thing that happened. Okay, well... Very, but they still had the Sherpa track. The Sher- Yes, we've talked a lot about the Sherpa track. I yeah, think. they still had that. Okay, great, great. That Did being you find said, that when you were doing your studies? Hey, you know what? I'm starting this off on a very contentious tone, and I can tell uh, yeah. that you're, you're, you and I are starting to... Yeah, let's not. Let's, yeah, uh, let's not. Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, no matter what, listeners have been submitting their dreams. It's been fascinating to hear their dreams. A number of scary ones, bizarre ones, hilarious ones over the past four episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that will continue. And all things being said, even though... Some doubts are creeping into my mind, and I apologize for coming at you. We're good friends. I don't mean to come at you like that. Either way, it's been super fun. Your analysis has been in-depth. I've, I've enjoyed doing it with you. Thank you. And uh, Thank you. It's been a blast. And, and I'll do my best to, to bring it to, to the let my, world's stage. Yes, the world stage. Absolutely sponsored by Casper Mattress. <laughs> Every episode, we're joined by a guest right now, an old friend of mine. So happy that Griffin Newman is here. Griffin, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. It, I mean, as you said, this started on a contentious note, so I feel like uh, like a foster kid adopted by parents who are in the midst of getting a divorce. I do feel bad. I, I, I could sense your nervous titters off to the side as you realize that a fight that this episode is starting with a brewing, yeah. <laughs> a, a brewing fight. I apologize. Yeah. It's like when you'd go to a friend's house and their mom would yell at them and you'd just like, laugh in the corner because it's weird to watch someone else get in a fight. You yeah. Know? yeah. But Griffin, I'm glad you're here. We've known each other many years, and I, yeah. do, I feel like you're one of the more thoughtful people I know. And I Thank would imagine you. your uh, dream analysis, I, I know you're not, a, you're not a professional like Gary is, but at the same time. Yeah, I, I think I'm somewhat of like a, an armchair dream analyst. 
I've always you know, there's the thing where people say like oh, don't talk about dreams and the weather like those are the two most boring yeah, subjects and trap and directions that's another one directions I don't fuck with but like weather and dreams I love <laughs> sure. I love I'll talk about weather and the and dreams all the time okay I always want to hear other people's dreams I always find them interesting I like talking about my own I also want to note before we even move on Griffin you're killing it lately I'm doing all right very yeah. notably the tick yeah has returned you're playing Arthur correct tell us about one of your dreams and then I'll offer Maya as you say armchair analysis and we'll hear from a trained expert gary richardson on analysis of your dream sure i've had a big recurring dream recently which is just uh i'm in high school i've lost my class schedule and uh i can't remember when and where my my science class is i like just completely forget like which room it's in and what time it's in and so it's been like four months and i haven't been and I have this like lingering fear of like, okay, if I put the work in and try to figure out where it is and when it is and get back into it, so far I haven't got caught. Like no one's taken me to task for not being there. So if I show up, are they going to realize I haven't been there and then yell at me? Like can I keep on skating by, you know, or yeah. the longer I don't go, the worse the problem becomes. Can I say you are the second out of our five guests to have a recurring school, I forgot my schedule, anxiety dream. I believe it was John Reynolds, right? Yeah. You said he had that Interesting. as well. And I yeah. revealed that for years. For about 10 years, I've had that same thing. Gary, mm -hmm. what are the things that jump out? What are the symbolic, well, psychological? Something that does jump out in the first one to me is that it's a science class. Because wow. we all know science and math to be the universal language, and you pride Ooh. yourself on being able to connect with people. Oh. And the idea that you're missing out on some way to connect, and you feel like, oh, if I show up and try to connect now, will they know? Will they, will they be upset that I wasn't here sooner? That's just you being upset that you haven't been there always for everyone, and you feel like you should, and you're putting too much weight on your shoulders. Like, I mean, like that's not on you. That's an expert analysis. Would you say that's true about you? A hundred percent. Everything wow. Gary said, and I know you a little, but we never, like, yeah, really bonded. Yeah, for sure. We sort of know each other socially through uh -huh, friends and friends. Absolutely. Everything Gary just said, I mean, hit the nail on the head of, of deep-rooted anxieties, lifelong anxieties in my life and struggles. Needing to please everybody. Mm -hmm. And just Wanting worrying. to be universal. Failure worrying. to connect. I'd yeah. say that's my biggest fear in life, is yeah. failure to be able to communicate you know, with other yeah. people. Now, yeah. Gary, mm -hmm. I will say in our, our years of friendship, I don't know if I've ever seen you stressed out one time. I, I'll tell you this. I uh, don't know that I truly felt what it meant to be like, like, me and my girlfriend were at her place. I found out that I was like screen testing for a show for the second time in a year that was already like freaking me out. And also I had just gotten a phone call that my identity was stolen years ago. <laughs> And I was like, oh, man, my stomach hurts. And she was like, oh, you're anxious. And I was like, is this what people talk about when they're saying that they're anxious? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, people walk around like this all the time? And she was like, "Are you? is this for real, your first time being anxious? And I was like, I think so. Whereas Griffin and I, I think one of the reasons we bonded is we yeah. both have diarrhea constantly. <laughs> I th Constant I mean, diarrhea. I, I have a very strong memory of the exact opposite of what you're saying, which oh. is being 24 and waking up one morning and being like, oh, I actually feel calm now. Yeah. And trying to explain to everyone and being like, yeah, this is what a lot of people feel like. Wow. All the time. Look at this. Yeah. Major revelations. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think we should hear from some of our listeners Absolutely. some of the dreams they submitted. Thank you all so much for submitting. Let's hear our first listener submitted dream. Hey, Gary. Hey, Chris. I had this dream, and it's really fast. It's really quick. I'm sorry. But a bunch of ladies walk into my house with briefcases. They open up the briefcases and set up these tables with cotton candy machines. 
and they put the cotton candy into ice cream cones. So it's like it's one ice cream cone, and the inside layer of the cone is cotton candy. And they put another ice cream cone on top of that. And then they put cotton candy-flavored ice cream in the cone. And uh, I just remember they made it, and it was delicious, and that was that dream. Um, Thanks. Bye. Wow, for a cotton candy-related dream, I can say that guy sounded a little stressed out at the end. Absolutely. Very well, stressed out. I mean, my first, my the first thing that popped to me, right, and I don't know how much we're supposed to analyze the call itself in yeah. relation to the dream. I love you taking the reins on this, by the way. Absolutely. But just some, something jumped out to me immediately, uh-huh. which is him starting with, hey, I'm sorry, but this is a really quick dream. He's already apologizing. Already. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. When it's like, you asked for dreams. That's the yeah. concept of this yeah. show. We wouldn't be able to do this without you submitting and Absolutely. without the fine sponsorship of the folks at Casper Mattress. Right. Absolutely. Here's something that jumps out to me, Gary, and I don't okay. know if there's anything here. You'll let me know. I'll let you know. Cotton candy hidden within layers of ice cream cones. Actual real cotton candy hidden, though, yeah. from sight, from uh-huh. view. And yet... Ice cream flavored like cotton candy, an artificial version of the real thing, is what you see at the surface. Mm-hmm. Anything yeah. to that? I think so. I think that also, let's not forget that we're talking about ladies with briefcases, some authoritative figure coming in and setting all this up for him, right? And I think that when we're talking about the ice cream flavored like cotton candy and the cotton candy itself in double cones, I think we're talking about um, an unusual amount of decadence. Unusual right? decadence. And we're talking about... Somebody who wants to hide a lot of that, that decadence. Somebody who has a lot, a lot more of a zest for life that doesn't allow themselves to go where they wish they could. Wow. Like, I don't, I, don't know if it's, I don't know if it's travel or if it's with, like, style or fashion, but this person isn't allowing themselves to go as far or as hard as they want. So you're predicting that this person might have interests in style and fashion specifically and isn't going hard enough at them. You can I'm tell saying, that from I'm that voicemail. That I can, yes. I, can, I will say with 99% certainty that this person is a far more stylish person, but they don't allow themselves to really dress up. They'll go out and they'll get a nice, like a nice sweatshirt, but they, but they want to be wearing suits, you know? And what, are they, what do they teach you at Naropa? Like, what class teaches you to focus in? Like, how do you know style? I was on the Sherpa track. There's no, there's no class when it's the Sherpa track. No teachers? No teachers. Like, there are occasionally people who come across your path. If you want to look at them as teachers, you could do that. But there's no rigid structure with which they'll stay with you. Okay. okay. I don't want to get too distracted by this. I just got to ask one quick follow-up because yeah, sure. it's, it. it's yeah. bugging me. And I yeah. hope this doesn't come across as loaded. This is coming okay. from a place of naivete. Okay. And correct me, you know? Okay. What makes it different from just being alone and thinking about dreams? It's the intention. What's the difference between going to law school and getting a bunch of law books? There's so you know? many differences. A lot of differences. Really? Yeah, class. So many. Structure teachers, tests. I disagree. A long lineage of, of tradition and, and people upholding it to a certain standard. Projects. There's also... Sure, like, yeah, I and mean, tradition has yeah. to start somewhere. Why can't we start at the Sherpa Trek? Okay. Listen, okay. okay. Yeah, let's yeah. get back that to the listener, I, I feel uh, so much the authoritative figure. I, I really do hope if that, if that listener is listening, thank you for submitting. And if you do have dreams of being uh, more involved in the world of style, either personally or professionally, I hope you do go for it. Absolutely. Also, Gary, you mentioned earlier that your identity got stolen. I do remember talking with you about I've that. I've still done nothing that about it. That can't be true, Gary. <laughs> 
That can't be true. How did you become aware that your identity was stolen? I was trying to sign a lease for an apartment, and the realtor called me and said, I thought you had good credit. And I was like, I do. And she said, no, you've got 10 open lines of credit all around the Midwest. And I said, what? So there could be someone conceivably listening to this podcast right now. Charging it to the game in my name. Ordering a Casper mattress. Yeah. I I hope. I mean, if there's one thing, if they do have an open line of credit, I do hope they're ordering Casper mattress. Because Griffin, I tell you, I sleep on one of these things personally. And just this morning, I woke up next to my wife. She has said, I will never sleep on another type of mattress besides the Casper mattress. This thing's incredible. That's awesome. Go to casper.com slash dreams. Use the offer code dreams. You get $50 off any mattress. I didn't know. Gary sleeps on an air mattress that he actually has rigged up as like a Murphy bed, like a Murphy bed uh, air mattress. Yeah, I is, used to do that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, I did that for a while. I, I had a female roommate and she was like, do you ever want to date anyone ever? Yeah. And that shamed me enough to get wow. a bed. Yeah. And I'll say wow. this too. I don't I don't want to put any words in Casper's mouth, but if you're looking to date someone, I think they are more impressed by a bed than an air mattress. For sure. They're going to know this yeah. is a real player that I'm dealing with right here. Yeah. Big time. That's tight. Okay, I think we need to get to another dream. Yeah, let's do one more dream. Myself, let's do another dream. We got some cotton candy cones, some double cone action. Let's hear our next listener submitted dream here on In Your Dreams. So I had this weird dream that I had when I was in elementary school and it stuck with me all these years and it was that um there was a giant flood coming and my family and i were the only ones that were kind of believers of god or whatever and so everybody got flooded in the world everybody died except for my family and i instead of dwelling on this i just go back to school and it turns into like a cheesy nickelodeon disney channel sitcom about going to a mermaid school and, like, I have gills, and that's about it. And I just hang out with a bunch of mermaids in my actual elementary school, which was, in fact, a Jewish day school in suburban Philadelphia. So, hopefully, that's something. See you later, guys. So it's sort of like Noah's Ark with a mermaid twist. Well, and especially uh, leading up off the top that he said believers in God. My family, were the, we were the only ones who were believers in God, you know? Yeah. And then certainly the, the Ark parallels are unavoidable here. Yeah. It's not an Ark, though. The world is not rebuilt. It no. Is, it becomes mermaid-driven. They failed to build the Ark. I mean, his family mm-hmm. were the only ones who sort of had the awareness and then didn't do it. So he, they're dealing with, it's like a what if. Gary, so we've got Noah's Ark. We've got a re- person goes to a religious well, the- Well, the absence of the ark. Yes. When a flood comes of biblical proportions, and we're talking about a second flood, right? That's wild because, as we all know in the Bible, God said, no, the fire next time. That that he would not cleanse the earth of sorts with another flood. He wouldn't do that. So mix it up. He doesn't want to look like a hack. Exactly. Dude rules. Absolutely. So Or lady. Lady my rule. I use dude as a gender neutral. Genderless being. Genderless being Mm -hmm. rules. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking about a second flood... What does that mean? Why the second flood? I don't think that God is the one who created this flood, but God is who mm. saved him, gave him the gills of sort. Uh, mm. So he's now able to live amongst these other people because of God's grace, because God looked out for him. We need to get to the bottom of who created the flood in his life. Now, when you were, when you were just wandering the hills of Colorado on the Sherpa track, mm-hmm. Did you pay tuition? Yes. You did? Yes. Okay. Well, no one would have told him that because he was on the Sherpa track. Who would have? Sure, yeah. I came across people, and were my methods unorthodox? Yes. Will I apologize for that? No, I won't. Look at that. And is there any significance, Gary, to the fact that it's mermaids that 
This is not a world in which we survive the flood. It's a world in which we adapt to the flood. Absolutely. I do have some reservations about making stabs at what was going on in his life at the time, but I do feel that it's possible that his parents were getting divorced because it does feel like biblical proportion, like a flood of biblical proportions, this is something brand new that we all have to deal with. I think if his parents are getting divorced, that makes perfect sense to me. And the idea that he's now got to exist in this new family, it's like, oh, now his family is different and it will forever be different. I buy it. I could see it. I do too. Can I can I throw down my my take? And it doesn't Please. it Absolutely. does not conflict with yours. Sure. It's just some different angles I was Absolutely. popping out to me. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like the Bible, especially Old Testament, sort of these tales about about tests of humans, right? Absolutely. Put in extreme circumstances, what do you do, and how does that define your morality and mm-hmm. stuff like that? And so, like Noah's Ark was a test. Noah passed, baby. He built that ark. He filled mm-hmm. it up with animals. He made it work. He yes. saved his family. This is this dude who's worried. His family, they're believers of God. They know the flood's coming. They don't do anything about it. He's worried about worst case scenario. And yeah. what happens? He survives. Yeah. The worst thing, the thing he dreaded the most, perhaps a divorce, mm-hmm. you know? It happened and he survived. Not only did he survive, arguably he thrived. Yeah. I mean, he says, you know, presumably his human pre-flood school didn't have the aesthetics and vibe of a Nickelodeon slash Disney Channel sitcom absolutely which that reeks of a sort of comfort familiarity ease you yeah, know absolutely because it's like that's a safe space if you're yeah. in a if you're in a nickelodeon sitcom that's fun life's easy yeah the thing you fear most might actually be your salvation might wow. actually make your absolutely. life better yeah wow one of our greatest weaknesses is also our greatest strength yeah it's your fears now yeah. gary with our last uh caller you had said 99 percent chance yes. that they work in fashion or style what percent chance do you think that the, this caller's parents were going through a divorce? I would say it's a a 96% chance. 96% yeah, chance. I'm a little less because there are so many, I feel like at that age, there are so many different things and it's hard because this wasn't a recent dream. Mm. And if we're talking about dreams, that's one thing to recount a dream, but to recount a memory of a dream long gone, we all know that our memories have failed us, have lied to us, have convinced us of something that we were completely wrong about. So I can't trust a child and I can't trust an adult who's putting his trust in a child. Wow. wow. Completely. Sure. But I'll give it a 96%. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how'd you sleep last night? Terribly. 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 You did? When you showed up here in the studio, and this is not a bit. No. You clearly had woken up recently. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Uh-huh. Still waking up when I saw you yeah. in the hallway. I slept completely on my side. Yeah. My body kind of compressed itself sideways. I don't know if that visually gets across what I'm trying to convey. I feel like if you put a if you had an accordion that was out fully and then you turned it on its side in the way that it just falls down, I feel right. like my body did that. Right. So I don't but I don't know what to do to get my body to lengthen back out horizontally. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I sleep on my side every night and it's no problem hmm. because that memory foam, I sink right into it. Mm-hmm. You get fifty dollars towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com slash dreams. You use the offer code DREAMS. Of course, terms and conditions apply to that, but um, Gary, someday, someday. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna like stretch real fast. Oh, that's yeah. That's cool. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Sure, right we'll continue. Yeah. We'll pause the tape, pause I think. Real quick. See, that's <clears throat> almost what scares me is I feel like... Since Gary stepped up. Yeah. I'm not... Tr- I'm, am I coming off like a jerk? I don't know. I mean, he's... I, everything he's saying today feels really astute. I mean, that I'm program target, sounds right? weird, but he's really... He's hitting the bullseye today. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he is good at this. Yeah. I can't tell if he's good at dream analysis or if he's good at tricking me. I'm, I'm, well, this I was, I tell you, because I came in today, I was so convinced. I was ready to go to war. I was ready to have a fight about this. Yeah. Then he's been crushing it, all that mermaid stuff. So it, he hasn't been this good recently? He's been good. I feel bad because Gary's a good friend of mine. I feel bad. I was getting to a point where I was like, man, I feel like Gary maybe is like doing this to try to get a free cast. Because I was at a bar. Really? Because okay. I told him Casper wanted to sponsor this thing with me and I wasn't confident because I don't know dream analysis. He said, I'm an expert in that. But it was it was right after I'd mentioned to him that they hooked me up with a so I can so I can faithfully tell you that it's it's a good mattress. So I, I did get one for free. And that was when he he hadn't mentioned that he had trained in dream analysis before that. So I was like, man, is he just trying to get a free Casper? But I feel so bad. Suspicious. Yeah. I feel bad that I doubted him on that. Yeah. Yeah, but I apparently the Casper's really great because you and Gary is sitting back down, ladies and gentlemen. Good, good stretch. Up. Yeah, I'm feeling like yeah. not 100%, but I'm feeling better. That's good. For sure. That's great. Mm-hmm. And you've been, we were saying when you were out of the room, you've been killing it. Griffin, you've been impressed. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, really, I, you know, once again, I've only sort of known you socially in passing, yeah. but yeah. I, I had no idea you were this deep, you know, and astute a guy. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. I, it is a point of pride for me. We have time for one more listener submitted voicemail. Thank you so much for everybody who submitted your dreams. Let's listen to one now. Hey, all right, I've got a weird experience with lucid dreaming that I didn't really realize I was doing it. But when I was really young, I think probably 10 or 11 years old, I woke up one morning to go to Thanksgiving, like breakfast, lunch, brunch time at my aunt and uncle's house. And my sister came in the room and hands me a uh, cowboy costume. It says, put this on. It's a themed party. So I put it on and go downstairs and my sister and I are cowboy and cowgirl and my parents are both Native Americans. We hop in the car and we get about halfway of the 20 minute drive over and I doze off and fall asleep and I wake up back in my bed and my sister's there and she has a Native American costume on and has another one for me to put on. So I toss that on, go downstairs, and my parents are there as a cowboy and a cowgirl. And I had no idea what was going on. I thought that I had had some psychic episode and knew what was going to happen. So we get in the car and start driving. And at the same point, about 10 minutes into the drive, I fall asleep again and wake up in my bed. But this time, nobody's there. And I thought that I was going to walk downstairs and have my family there dressed up as something else. But when I got downstairs, nobody else was home. It wasn't even Thanksgiving. I was so confused. Um, yeah. All right. Thanks. Wow. That's a lot. It's yeah, like Inception. That's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Dreams within dreams. Yeah. Cowboys, Indians, Native Americans, uh, genocide, traditional enemies. Who is shifting? Who is... Who is the oppressor? Who is the oppressed? Parents, children, Griffin, thoughts. I mean, I'll tell you the most immediate red flag that jumps out to me. Thanksgiving brunch? Yeah, I had the same thought. Absolutely. That's a weird start. We all had that moment. It's Thanksgiving, but we're going to breakfast, lunch, brunch. He can't even decide what meal it is, but it's not dinner. Yeah, costume brunch on Thanksgiving. You might have a weird family, dude. Absolutely. I feel like the tradition is, you know, you travel during the day to get there in time for dinner. And this story is about they're rushing to try to get there in time for Thanksgiving brunch. So there's already this ticking clock element 
You know, it's so like, many archetypes flipped in this. Gary, what are we thinking here? So much imagery, so much. I feel like here's the thing. Griffin and I can comment all day on Thanksgiving, cowboys, yes. Indians, breakfast, lunch, dinner. The yes. semiotics here run deep. Yeah. I feel very out of my scope knowing what it means to have a dream within a dream. I would have to imagine in your studies at the Naropa Institute slash yes. University Sherpa track that dreams within dreams have to mean something that Griffin and I don't have the authority to speak to. Absolutely. Well, it varies depending on. I feel like with this example... We're not only talking about dreams within dreams, but we're also talking about costumes and masks and how we want to be perceived. He wakes up and he is given a cowboy costume. When I imagine a cowboy costume, I'm thinking your John Wayne's, your Wild Wests, right? So I am envisioning a traditionally masculine look. Okay. Can I just so pause for on, one second? Yes. Your statement was when I think about cowboys, I think about your Wild Wests. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just, just in general, one of, yeah, one of one, one of the, the many wild wests that are out there. I just I don't what? think that's a unique connection. I think all people when they think about cowboys, they think about the wild west. I guess that's true. I'm getting mm-hmm. so used to moments like this that I, I do appreciate Griffin. You are putting a magnifying glass okay. on the thing that yeah, Gary okay. said that could be viewed as sure. Well, let me snake oil salesmanship. I, I just don't think you should pat yourself on the back for walking that bridge. That's Absolutely. when you think okay. cowboys. You <laughs> well, think let's say this. Okay, wild <laughs> yeah, that's what all okay. people. Think. Griffin, okay. great point. When I, we think- starting to feel crazy here. We're not talking about me right now. We're talking about the dreamer. Okay, that's sorry. not real dream can, analysis. Yeah, that's I hadn't see, even made any analysis yet. Because it is true that you say things yet. like an expert, and then you I say things like that. When I think yet. cowboys, I'm I think s- Wild West, and then I, I feel like most of our excuse guests have been willing to just walking. sit here and go, oh, yeah. Okay, excuse me for just uh-huh. walking us there. So we wake up. A cowboy costume is given to us. A, a mask of masculinity is given to us. We see that our sister is taking a more masculine uh, costume also. Our parents are now adopting the mask of people that are not uh, given the respect that they are due. And I feel like he feels like he was a much worse child than he should have been. He realizes now that he could have been a better son, and he wishes that that he had done something. What does he do? This I buy. What, What does he do in the car? He realizes, oh, I can do something about this. I'll go back to sleep now. And then I'll put myself in their position, give them the mask of authority, let them know that they are still in charge, and I will be the subservient one. So you're learning an appreciation of your parents. Absolutely. And the role. Uh-huh. Here's the layer I'm noticing. Mm-hmm. A dream about masks, about costumes, and then you're saying a dream within a dream can almost be an intentional effort to put on a new costume or mask in its own right. Absolutely. The dream itself is a mask or a costume in a dream about costumes. Absolutely. There's also this element of like when you're a kid, you don't, the parents are just like this mystery to you. Yeah. But then you get older and you start to realize like, oh, my parents are just like people. There's that thing where you start wow. to become your parents, where the roles are switched, where you're talking to them as equals. That thing of like the switch in the costumes really jumped out to me. Yeah. As like that's someone processing their childhood now as an adult. Now they're the cowboys, you know? But they did have this dream as a child, right? Did they say that? I'm not certain. I don't remember either. I thought they did. I don't know. Didn't they go downstairs looking for their family? I thought that was the third dream within the dream. Was that real life? (sighs) I thought that was real life. We can't even untangle this now. I assumed that was a dream within a dream. I assumed that that was also significant, just saying that, oh, now as an adult, he has awakened, and he sees that the house is now his house, and he has to do with it what he wants. He has to start figuring things out. (laughs) 
Thank you, Griffin, so much yeah, for thank coming. You so much. Thank you, indeed, so much for coming. It really means a lot. Oh, please, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much Everybody for should me. watch The Tick, should support Griffin Newman. Mm. Absolutely. I want to thank everybody who submitted your dreams to our voicemail. It's been so fun to listen to. So many wild dreams, some scary ones, some weird ones, some funny ones, and they all it means so much that all of you guys are reaching out. And thanks most of all to Casper Matches for allowing this to happen. Gary, any closing words? Good night. Sleep tight. In Your Dreams is produced by David Herman with help from many of the fine folks at Earwolf. We're talking Lex Friedman, Chris Bannon, John Delore, Jared O'Connell, and Zach Dinerstein. Our theme song is Square Ball by the Underground Railroad to Candyland. show would not be possible without you, the listeners, sending us your strange and wonderful dreams. Absolutely. Shout out to everybody snoozing and remembering what's popping off. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. It really genuinely helps so much. Of course, there's iTunes and all the other places where you get your podcasts. Keep tabs on me, Chris Gethard. I'm at www.chrisgeth.com. I'm on Twitter at Chris Gethard, all those things. I'm most places at Gary Yes Gary. Gary. Check it out. Yes Gary. Uh Uh-huh. And of course, In Your Dreams is brought to you by Casper, the obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. Yeah, don't forget that you can get 50 bucks off this mattress by purchasing it at www.casper.com slash dreams and using the offer code DREAMS. Of course, we're talking about some terms and conditions that do apply. That's casper.com slash dreams. Use the offer code DREAMS. I'm Chris Gethard. And I'm Gary Richardson. Thank you for listening. And good night. Good night.